Welcome to the Robert Half Legal Report, where we discuss current issues impacting the legal profession related to hiring, staff management, and more with leading experts in the field. Robert Half Legal provides lawyers, paralegals, and support staff to law firms and corporate legal departments on a project and full-time basis. The Robert Half Legal Report is here on the Legal Talk Network. Hello, and welcome to the Robert Half Legal Report. We're glad you could listen today. I'm your host, Diane Domeyer, District Director for Robert Half Legal, and this is our debut podcast, and we are thrilled. Today, I'm particularly excited to introduce my guest, Attorney Charles Volkert, Executive Director of Robert Half Legal. Robert Half Legal is the premier provider of experienced project and full-time professionals for law firms and corporate legal departments. Charles began his staffing industry career when he joined Robert Half in 1999 and has served as vice president of national accounts for the company. He's been instrumental in the national expansion of Robert Half Legal, which has locations in major markets throughout the United States and Canada. Welcome to the show, Charles. Great to be here, Diane. Thanks so much. Looking forward to uh, our discussion today, and please call me Chad. All right, will do. So today we're excited that we'll be discussing the latest in hiring and compensation trends for the legal profession. So Chad, let me ask you, in a nutshell, how would you say that 2010 is shaping up in terms of hiring? Diane, I would still say cautious, still careful, but the environment is looking better compared to 2009. We recently asked lawyers and firms and corporate legal departments about their hiring intentions for the second quarter, and 28% plan to add staff during this time. We believe that's very good news for the legal community. This is a time that's all about quality and service. Your ability to deliver both depends on the people you have in place. You cannot delay key hires. Your legal reputation, competitiveness can certainly suffer if you're understaffed. And I think what we saw in 2009 is a reshaping of both law firms and corporate legal departments from a headcount standpoint. And those organizations are certainly looking to hire top talent uh, where they're busy. So it's certainly been, you know, no doubt 2009 was a tough year. What, what would you say, Chad, are the bright spots for 2010? Well, I think as we look ahead, law firms and corporations um, are thinking to themselves, do we have the right legal talent? Do we have the bench strength in place to address key areas where we expect to grow? I think some of the bright spots certainly are the practice areas such as bankruptcy, foreclosure. Uh, Unfortunately, those practice areas are busy because of the economic situation that we're in, but candidates with those skill sets are certainly in demand, as well as candidates with litigation background. These areas have picked up considerably in the difficult economy. In particular, within litigation, we're seeing demand for insurance defense backgrounds, personal injury, labor and employment, and general commercial litigation. And we certainly, Diane, don't see any demand declining in those areas for the foreseeable future. Mm -hmm. Well, and so with that as well, kind of along those same lines, I mean, clearly unemployment rates are some of the highest that we've seen. But if you're in those bright spots, as you would say, or those hot practice areas, would you say that there's uh, continuing to be a shortage of talent in those areas? There certainly is a shortage of talent in many geographies. um, And candidates that have those skill sets can demand more as 
far as compensation, certainly have different opportunities presented uh, in front of them. I think in other certain geographies, we're also seeing an uptick in intellectual property and securities litigation as well, depending on that market demand. I was actually meeting with an intellectual property partner at a top firm recently who said last year happened to be one of their top five years in their history. Um, so it just depends on the type of caseload and the geography that many of those firms might be in as well. Great. Well, so along those same lines, then, in terms of compensation, you mentioned compensation in some of those areas, but 2009 levels were really fairly flat um, in terms of uh, salaries and compensation. Where Will there be a pickup in 2010? What we're seeing, and based on trends, we do expect some increases, particularly in those practice area specializations that we just discussed, strongest demand, bankruptcy, litigation, foreclosure, even intellectual property. I think it's important to remember that in any economy, it's critical to be competitive with compensation. The best talent will always have opportunities, in particular, if that talent is improving their technology skills, continuing legal education, and they're in those hot practice areas that we discussed, they're going to be in demand and be able to, quite frankly, demand more money from their law firms or corporate legal departments. It's also not just about recruiting and hiring. Um, keeping your top talent in 2010 is, should be and, and needs to be a crucial focus area for corporations and law firms. One key part of that is compensation, Diane, but I also think that the most progressive law firms and corporations that we see out there from a retention standpoint are looking at dedicated mentoring programs, flex time, uh, even little things like paying gym memberships, parking, um, allowing people to come in later uh, and leave later or earlier. Really important for a lot of people as far as retention. And I would uh, definitely express to the law firms and corporations to look at every available option to be able to retain their top talent. I see. You know, the natural move is always to look at compensation first. But what you're really seeing is that uh, in terms of retention strategies and overall human resources strategies, that it's really the full package that employers need to be concerned about as we head out of the recession. Is that right? Correct. So, so we all know that the economy has thus had a major impact on hiring and compensation, but what other changes are you seeing in terms of more permanent changes to the hiring process, Chad? I think what's changed for the positive is the focus on precision and hiring and the overall process, and I think this focus is here to stay. There's simply no room for making a hiring mistake for many law firms and corporate legal departments in this type of economic climate. With every hire, the questions are, does this person have the legal skills and expertise to add immediate value, i.e. for a law firm, can they increase profitability? For a corporate legal department, can they reduce costs and save that corporation money? Is the right culture a fit? Does the candidate's value and goals match up with the law firms or the legal departments? How well do we know this person? Interviews and reference checks are more thorough, and more people are involved in the hiring process than ever before in many circumstances. Some of the other trends we're seeing is some hybrid roles. Uh, on the paralegal side and the legal support side, we're seeing two or three roles being rolled up or combined into one, with each paralegal or legal secretary supporting a greater number of lawyers in many circumstances. We're also seeing the um, use of temporary and project professionals 
at even a greater pace and at greater levels than before. Uh, This is a way to, number one, offset the workload. If the law firm or the corporate legal department doesn't know if they need to hire someone full-time or not based on the case flow, they're going to bring in temporaries. It's also an interesting way to evaluate many candidates that you may see on a temporary basis to determine if you're going to hire them on a full-time basis in the future. You know, it's interesting. I would I would agree with that, Chad. And and much in our business, we are seeing those trends take place where many of our our client companies that may not have previously used contractors are using them much more readily. You know, and additionally, we've also seen that uh, you know you mentioned the merging of roles today. If someone goes by the title of a legal assistant, it could mean something different than maybe it had meant in the past. Is that what you're saying? Uh, absolutely. And I think what we saw in 2009, unfortunately, with the layoffs that we saw in many law firms as well as corporate legal departments, uh, those decision makers, the partners, the general counsels, really reevaluating who do they need in a full-time capacity, where can they use consultants and project professionals on a temporary basis, um, and with their full-time employees that are still working for those organizations, can they take on more responsibility? Is that a way for retention, quite honestly, by taking on more responsibility, different roles, challenging those individuals so they remain with that organization. Well, so hiring obviously is is really uh, what can be a competitive advantage for either a, a firm or a corporate legal department. So in thinking about that, what what do those organizations need to do, Chad, to really get the hiring process right? In other words, you know, what are the worst mistakes that they need to avoid? Um, you know, clearly they're, people are worried about finding good people. Should they be? You know, what do they need to do to, to do to really get that process right, Chad? I touched on a little bit before. What we're seeing is a comprehensive focus on hiring precision on the hiring process. I think there's a lot of myths out there, Diane, that continue to persist in this environment. Some examples, a large volume of candidates means we have a large number of options. Quantity, as you know, Diane, doesn't always equal quality. The economy makes this hiring environment more challenging. There are a lot more candidates to sift through to really find the best ones. We can take longer to make decisions is something else we hear. The best people will have opportunities, so you cannot sacrifice client service and quality by delaying your hiring process if you find that right candidate. Something else we hear is unrealistic job descriptions, um, and we see that in the marketplace. Make sure that you clarify what requirements are needed to have in that type of a role versus sort of the nice-to-have qualities. Not relying on your network and other sources to find candidates, I believe, is a mistake. Online tools do not uncover the full scope of potential candidates. Make sure to consider professionals who are not actively looking yet would be open to making a move. Obviously, through your networking, your organizations, as well as trusted recruiters, you can tap into those candidates who are not on the open market, who are really the best candidates in many circumstances. Not utilizing temporary and project placement candidates as a means to evaluate candidates or offset workload is also a mistake in many circumstances. The most progressive law firms and corporations we're seeing right now in the legal area are using those temporaries to offset their work while they look for the ideal full-time candidate if that's what's required. So then in addition to using all those resources to fill the positions, Chad, whether they be 
being open to temporary and contractors, um, using a variety of resources to source the talent. You know, you also talked about the importance of retention from the standpoint of those that might take on additional responsibilities or more of a match for your firm or department. Um, in order to get that in the interview process, do you have any tips for hiring managers as to the types of interview questions or what they should do in the interview process to really make sure that aside from what's on paper in terms of their skill set and their experience, finding that right match for the organization? I think making sure you're asking what they're doing on a day-to-day basis. It sounds like a simple question, but really walking through a candidate's day-to-day activities. What type of work are they handling? How are they handling cases? How do they interact with peers? I think that's an important question. We see that more and more, and those are references that we check at Robert Half Legal. How they handle peers and work with peers? Are there any direct reports and how they work directly with those individuals? Who do they supervise? Those questions are important to make sure that there's a cultural fit as well as their ability to handle the workload that you may require. Do they know all the key decision makers at your organization? Are they interviewing with the key decision makers? The last thing you want to do is bring somebody on on a full-time basis and all of a sudden introduce them to somebody that they hadn't met during the interview process and they just don't click in either direction. So I think it's important to spend time with these candidates, but also realize when you see that superstar, it's important to move quickly in this marketplace because just because there might be some more candidates on the open market, if you're dealing with a true great candidate who wasn't really looking for an opportunity, but is intrigued by your organization, you need to move and move efficiently. That's great. Well, I'll tell you what, this is fantastic information, uh, but we do need to take a break. Uh, When we return, we'll have a little bit more time and speak a little more with Charles Volker regarding the trends in hiring. To find, hire, and retain the best legal professionals, it's critical to have a sound hiring strategy in place. Robert Half Legal works with law firms and corporate legal departments to create effective staffing plans that can adapt to changing workload levels, realize significant cost savings, and improve the overall management of human resources. We offer a wide range of resources to assist hiring managers and job candidates, including our annual salary guide, industry-leading workplace research, and valuable interactive tools. For more information, call us at 800-870-8367 or visit roberthalflegal.com. Welcome back to the Robert Half Legal Report on Legal Talk Network. I'm your host, Diane Domeyer, and I'm joined by Executive Director of Robert Half Legal, Chad Volkert. So, Chad, legal professionals know that it continues to be a competitive job market. Switching now to the job seeker, what's your advice to people who are looking for their next role? And what pitfalls can take a candidate out of the running? Thank you, Diane. Some of the main pitfalls, really the top couple of main pitfalls in my mind, is not being open and not being flexible in your job search. In the type of economy that we came through in 2009, candidates that were looking for new opportunities needed to be open and flexible in a great deal of ways, from compensation, commuter time, what type of organization they were looking to work in. And the candidates that were open and flexible certainly found or had an easier time finding great positions. Important points 
on how to find that next great job. Continue to network heavily. Don't spend the majority of your time online. Get out there and meet people. The legal business is a 24-7 business. It's about who you know, who trusts you, and who you're meeting face-to-face. Really important to network. Reconnect with former colleagues and classmates. Um, I won't go into all of the online ways to do that, uh, but there's great tools out there to reconnect with folks. But really picking up the phone and getting out to those bar association meetings, those paralegal organizations um, and legal support organizations in your community and service organizations are some of the best ways to meet those people. Expand your connections. Don't discount people outside the legal community. I just mentioned service organizations like a Rotary or the Chamber of Commerce. Great ways to meet people within your community that may be great hiring decision makers or refer you over to those folks that might be in look of great talent. Friends, neighbors, other connections could have valuable leads or information that can lead you to your next position. We see a lot of folks, unfortunately, in particular within this economy that are unemployed. I would just say to those individuals, be as flexible as possible. Think twice about limiting yourself only to a full-time role. If you have an opportunity to do project or temporary work, take it. You're inserting yourself into an organization that has work to be done. They may need a full-time candidate. It also opens up doors to other decision makers for a referral or the ability to find another full-time job. Same same goes for volunteer work. Again, going back to those service organizations, be out there, be seen. These could help make valuable connections and may lead to full-time positions. Hiring managers know it's been a tough environment. They look favorably on candidates who have made solid use of your time. Also be open to relocating if that's works for you and your family. Mm -hmm. So flexibility is obviously key, and I'm assuming that flexibility doesn't necessarily mean accepting something that's not a good career opportunity for you, but keeping all your irons in the fire, if you will, to all possible opportunities. Is that right? Absolutely. I mean, we saw a lot of candidates in 2009 that came to our offices throughout North America who said, you know what, I've always worked for a big firm. I need to work for another big firm. Um, And the question was why? And many times they didn't necessarily have the answer. And so part of our job as recruiters, as consultants, is to work with those candidates and say, you know what, we have a great 10-attorney law firm, or we have an in-house position. Here's what that job entails here, the benefits uh, to taking that type of a job. Is that something you want to consider? And I think from the candidates that were open and eager to find opportunities, um, they were willing to listen and think about things really outside of what they normally have done in the past. And that's really smart for candidates. Doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to end up taking one of those jobs, but hearing about more opportunities is better than hearing about less, in my opinion. Well, and one of the stumbling blocks I know that we see, Chad, is is individuals who do have an opportunity or they do uncover an opportunity that may be an ideal career opportunity for them. But as the market has reset, maybe the compensation isn't what they might have been expecting or maybe you know, slightly less than what they had earned previously. Any advice you would have for individuals when faced with that kind of a situation? Well, I think a couple of things. Again, if you're flexible and you can afford to take a great opportunity, look at the upside, right? Is there growth in that role? Will they reset your compensation when they come out of the economy, right? Are you having those discussions during the job process? Going back to something I I mentioned during the first segment, which is, are you improving your skills from a technology perspective, from a continuing legal education perspective? Candidates we see that are 
have more skills in the technology arena, in particular within litigation and e-discovery and the platforms that are out there, as well as ones that are improving their skills from whether it's taking the updated Microsoft uh, certification or getting true legal um, additional education, are ones that can command more in the marketplace and are more valuable to their employers. Yeah, got it. So doubling back to something else you said in the first section, you, you we spoke a little bit about trends that you're seeing in hiring, and in particular, trends that you're seeing for full-time versus project hiring. I'm just curious, what are the what do you see as the factors that are driving these staffing decisions or what what's been the primary change that's impacted firms and corporate legal departments in terms of bringing in project attorneys, maybe before making a full-time offer or in terms of uh, more strategic hiring decisions? Well, Diane, we certainly are seeing full-time hiring picking up for paralegals, legal secretaries as well as lawyers, um, particularly in the practice areas that we discussed earlier. Some of the best opportunities that we're seeing throughout North America with Robert Half Legal are opportunities in small and mid-sized firms as well as in-house right now. And so I would just say to candidates, that's a great focus area in your job search. At the same time, both law firms and corporations are looking at how to create profitable business models, how to service those entities appropriately, And they're looking at ways to bring in temporary and project staff to be able to offset their cost basis, not increase overhead. Many of these firms, as they're gaining more momentum and picking up more cases, don't know if they need a full-time person yet. And so their first and, quite honestly, smart move in many circumstances is to go out and bring in a temporary or project professional to do that overflow work and see if this is going to be a consistent basis. At the same time, corporate legal departments are looking at ways to streamline how they can handle more work internally. We all know about e-discovery and large-scale litigations. We're very busy in that area. That's an expanding area uh, for the use of project attorneys, paralegals, support staff, where corporations as well as their outside counsel are bringing in those temporary professionals to go through, you know, tons and tons, if that's the right terminology, Diane, of electronic data. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember being in law school, the big concern was who's going to go through 100 banker boxes of paper documents. Now the question is, who's going through the 7 or 10 million emails to find out if there's a smoking gun in that midst? And corporations, as well as their law firms, are really figuring out how to staff those appropriately using some full-time staff and then augmenting that with temporary staff. It's one of the areas where we're even providing project space for temporary paralegals and lawyers um, in almost all of our major metro markets um, and really working hand-in-hand with our Protivity division from an e-discovery consulting and litigation standpoint to be able to deliver that service to our corporate legal departments and law firms that are clients. Got it. And would you say that as corporate legal departments are looking to really manage their costs overall, um, and in particular in, in working with their outside counsel, that they are putting, you know, they have influence, if you will, over their uh, outside counsel in terms of the use of project professionals or looking for creative billing options. Is that having an impact on the project professionals that you're talking about? 
Absolutely. Um, We have very detailed discussions with the general counsel's office in our client uh, legal departments. And really, hand in hand, those discussions go along with outside counsel. We're here to partner with both those entities to be able to come up with what's the best solution for their legal needs, Uh, whether that's going out and finding them full-time talent or whether that's bringing in temporaries or a hybrid of both. And I think it's a unique landscape that we find ourselves in 2010. All the managing partners at large law firms, small and mid-sized firms, as well as general counsels that I talk to on a weekly basis, this is top of mind. This is the discussion that they're handling right now amongst themselves, as well as partnering with an organization like Robert Half Legal. Interesting. Well, you know, it's no doubt that 2009 was a challenging year, but it sounds like based on your discussions that many profound changes come out of that as we, and exciting opportunities as we head into 2010. So that does it, about does it for this edition of the Robert Half Legal Report. Uh, remember that you can subscribe to all the editions of this podcast at www.legaltalknetwork.com or in iTunes. I'd like to give a very special thank you to Chad Volker for being with us today. Chad, if listeners want to find out more about what we discussed here today, what's your contact information and or are there any websites for resource information that you would provide for them? Absolutely, Diane. I first want to thank you uh, for conducting uh, the podcast and, most importantly, Legal Talk Network for inviting us to participate. Really exciting to be a part of this. If anyone would like to contact me directly, feel free to call me in my home office. The number is 305-374-2936, 305-374-2936, or email me at Charles. Dot Volkert, V as in Victor, O L K E R T, at RHI.com. Thanks again, Diane, and to the Legal Talk Network. Thanks, Chad. And if you want more information on Robert Half Legal, go to RobertHalfLegal.com or you can call us at 1 800 870 8367. We'll see you next time on Robert Half Legal Report. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Robert Half Legal connects the most highly skilled candidates with the best positions in the legal profession. Join us again for the latest information in the next edition of the Robert Half Legal Report here on the Legal Talk Network.